Welcome to The Herbal Iron, your podcast on all things holistic health, medical astrology, spirituality, herbalism, and so much more. Presented by your host, Ayur Atla, medical astrologist, herbalist, and naturopath. Let's dive right into today's topic, love and light. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to The Herbal Liar. I'm your host, Ayer Atla, and today I would like to mention a couple of things before we dive into the episode. So thing number one, my huge annual sale is coming up. This is my birthday sale, my relaunch sale, and Black Friday sale all rolled into one. That will be coming up on 11-5 to 11-11. So you have a whole week to get this deal grab it before it ends order it for other people and get it early before black friday so that you have the money to spend then instead of having to wait so that's coming up it'll be 40 percent off a six-month package with me which is a great fucking fantastic deal if i do say so myself and two it's super super helpful in working together that long and helping you actually reach your health goals and feel how you want to feel compared to how you feel currently right Um, my clients have much more success the longer we work together and so i really wanted to open up the possibility for those who have wanted to work maybe closer together or for a longer period to be able to do that now and get it in let's start you know, our new year off right. Let's get our health under control. Let's feel better throughout the holidays and just enjoy life some more, right? So uh, absolutely would love if you take advantage of that. The details will be coming out shortly. Um, If you're on my newsletter, you've probably already gotten those. So if you haven't signed up already, go to the show notes and sign up for my newsletter that comes out usually every Friday. Um, with some slight exceptions, and you will be able to get in on those details and get the links and everything uh, before everybody else. And then number two thing I want to mention is the name of the podcast is changing. That is coming also on 11.5 with the rebrand. I'm making it more aligned with what this podcast is actually really turned into and what we talk about and all of that fun stuff. And so that's coming on 11.5 as well. I have an episode coming out here in the next couple of weeks that literally will give you all those fun details, what exactly the name is going to be, what's going to happen with it, all that fun stuff. And I would love if you continued to follow me even through the changes. This is just to really make it easier to find for people who need this kind of information um and also just like i said make it more aligned with what this actually turned into being right because when i first started it i was mainly talking about like herbs and stuff and about like herbalism and health and wellness in general and it just turned into more my medical astrology stuff because i've just that's really what i love and i just find that i like to talk about that more and it's really hard for people to find you when the name of your show is the herbal liar and you talk about astrology right so um to find more people to listen and be able to help that way i just want to change the name up so that's coming too so fun stuff is coming um quickly and 11.5 is right around the corner. Um, Satwin's coming up too, October 31st. What are your plans? Send me an email, info at twinravennaturals.com. Shoot me a DM on Instagram at Atla Astrology. Let's chat. I want to know what you're doing. Um, so far, we haven't decided. We usually come up with stuff before now. Um, I do know that we will be trick-or-treating somewhere because my daughter is still of the age that she loves doing that and uh, who doesn't love free candy so we definitely will be uh, doing that Um, but usually we have had like how we're going to dress up picked out for months and we haven't got around to it this year we've been having too much fun doing other stuff I guess so yeah it's coming I know that I have a ritual that I like to do on Samhain so that is already on the books because that's just what we do and yeah i'm excited about that and excited to uh trick-or-treat in uh, a different place than we have in the last few years so yeah that's all the fun stuff coming up let's dive into the episode today today we are talking all about aquarius 
And I love this episode because Aquarians are really such amazing people. And I know you're probably going, I are you say that every single fucking time for these. And I know I do because it's true for every single fucking person out there, no matter what your zodiac sign is, you are an amazing person. You are amazingly designed. You are unique and wonderful. And I just love every single one of the zodiac signs and the people that are, you know, represented by them. And it's just, yeah. Besides, it would be really uh, rude, wouldn't it, to be like, everybody's amazing except for this one sign, right? That just comes across uh, <laughs> in not a very nice way, and that's just not who I am. So Aquarians, they embody intelligence and rebellion and activism. They're truth seekers, even if the truth isn't what they want to hear when they find it or that other people want to hear when they find it. And they are really called to help us learn to combine the age of reason and knowledge with the age of like faith, belief, and spirituality. And that really explains why so many people in the world um, in the last few years, especially, have been really seeking new paths spiritually in their faiths, leaving maybe a faith they grew up with and really turning to an, another path. People are looking for something outside of what the norm of society offers. And uh, that is 1000% an Aquarius thing. And we are in the age of Aquarius, so it's not surprising that this is happening. So let's talk all about Aquarius today. Um, so in Capricorn, we saw the end of the arrow of Sagittarius, right? Coming back down to earth and then integrating the knowledge that we learned like on the mountaintop where the goat likes to be. In Aquarius, we kind of see that knowledge taking flight again in a way, but more in the mind and not so much like the out side world of us, right? It's more of the internal world where it's taking flight in the brain. And this time it combines logic with intuition. And it is a dual ruled planet. So we can really see that its job is to integrate these two planets qualities, which we'll discuss more when we get to its rulership, but they're very opposing energies. And so it's really why so many Aquarians can seem very dichotomous. And it's because there's they really are struggling with those like two inf strong influences in their life and how to integrate those together many times, especially in their low expression. And so we will talk about what those influences are and how that looks. So the glyph here for Aquarius actually looks like two little waves stacked on top of each other, which is why many people assume and believe that Aquarius is a water sign. Also, it's the water sign, it's the sign of the water bearer, so it kind of confuses people, but it's actually not a water sign at all. Um, it's a midwinter sign, it's the sign from January 21st to February 18th, and it's the most frigid of the winter season usually, like think about it, right, because when winter first starts, it hits like December 21st officially is the start of it at winter solstice. And sometimes you might not even get snow yet or even hardly any cold temperatures, depending on where you are in the northern hemisphere. If you're in the southern hemisphere, it's summertime at that point. So you're not hopefully getting any frigid weather. But if you're up in the northern hemisphere, then this is definitely like the midwinter point for us it's very cold winter is definitely come there's snow and ice everywhere and the air is kind of feels like it's in a fixed state like things are frozen all around you you go outside and you just feel like your breath is like being taken away it's like like it feels thick right and when you breathe out your breath appears to like freeze in the air depending on where you live and how cold it truly is right and so that's just very much that aquarius nature as well it's a very kind of uh frigid stuck energy sometimes inside of the person who has is either a native aquarius or has a strong aquarian influence in their chart as already mentioned it's uh the sign of the water bearer. Water is life, y'all. Like, y'all know this. Everybody knows this. Unfortunately, not all of us drink enough of it, but we know water is life. It is necessary for pretty much every function in our bodies. And so when in Aquarius here, the vital force, right, our life battery, our vital force that comes from the sun, uh, progresses through the body from their spirit outward moving through the elements so first fire then air then water then earth right so as you see the vital force or life energy moves into the earth coming from the water and that's the water bearer they bring life they pour the water of wisdom onto the earth and they help 
that water of wisdom seeps around and gets given to all of the creatures that live on the earth. But even though it's the sign of the water bearer, it's actually an air sign. So that is where it gets super confusing for so many people. And it also looks like waves. I've which for the glyph, which is also confusing. So how I like to look at it is it's not waves of water, it's waves of air. Like when the wind blows, right? And you feel the breeze on your skin, it's the waves of air that it's supposed to represent. Because I don't know who made up these glyphs back in the day, y'all, but uh, they were maybe also confused when they made these because they saw, <laughs> it's the water bear. So they made the waves, right? Uh, and then the person was like, you know what? The artist tried their best. We're just going to keep it. <laughs> I really don't know. But it's waves of air instead of waves of water, if that helps you. Um, the keyword here for Aquarius is I know. They have a really deep inner knowledge. Like Aquarians are very, very intellectual. They have a deep wisdom that is strong and solid inside of them. Even though many times it might be contradictory of what like the commonly accepted culture, community beliefs, family traditions are, right? Aquarians really just trust their inner knowing and what is true for them and their hearts. They're good at following their own paths and they really don't care about the reactions from others when they do so. They're progressive movers, thinkers, doers, revolutionaries. They want and desire to integrate the new into the old, right? And create like a new way of thinking in society. So these are the people that are, you know, all here to enact change in more of like a rebellious way though, right? <clears throat> and you also see this lately with all of the protests and strikes and things that we see happening is, <coughs> excuse me, that age of Aquarius is coming to the forefront where people are not willing to just put up with the status quo anymore and how things always have been. That's not okay anymore. They're not willing to do that. They want things to be different. They know that things should and can be different in their hearts, in their minds, and they're willing to fight for that. And this is such an Aquarian thing. And it's so great to see that like the world is hopping on board. It's not just our Aquarian, uh, you know, Zodiac friends, right? It's literally like the whole world is coming on board and, and being like, yeah, you know what? We're fucking tired of this shit and we ain't putting up with it anymore. And I love it. I am here for it. So the mode. As kind of mentioned already, Aquarius is a fixed sign. Think of like midwinter, like we were talking about and how fixed that season feels, right? When you're in the middle of winter, you feel like you are stuck forever in snow and cold and ice. It's just, you're never going to see the ground again. Nothing's going to be green again. You're never getting out of this. Winter is here forever and you're just eternally trapped in it. That is very much that fixed energy that Aquarius has been, you know, given by this this mode there tends to be the time though right this tends to be the time where we really use this time to gain our clarity in life and like help us illuminate our path forward and integrate then what we've learned from sagittarius and capricorn in their quest and then we use that to contribute to something positive to the earth and so basically winter is a time for rest for our bodies. You see it in Capricorns. Capricorns are hard workers, but they know when to rest and they like that rest as that earth sign in them, right? And Aquarius is the same way. They like their rest because they know that they need it and they're okay with giving it to their bodies. And again, they don't feel like they got to keep up with every, you know, Joe, Joe Blow in society where we have to be productive 24 seven or something's wrong with us. And so, in wintertime, typically, you know, back in the day, especially when the whole system of astrology was formed, winter was a time of resting. You weren't out working a lot. You were staying home. You were sitting around a fire. You were planning out your gardens for the next year. You were planning what you wanted to do, you know, when spring came. You were using that time to read books and learn new hobbies and maybe write or draw or paint or do some kind of stitch work or something, right? You were using that time to better yourself, plan what you wanted to do in the future, and then rest your body. And then we very much see that energy here in Aquarius. It's a fixed mode. 
Um, so we see much of that fixed nature under the surface physically for them. So they have very strong fixed constitutions and they have very strong uh, just like physicality in general. Aquarians tend to be very uh, physically capable individuals. They can lift great amounts. They can, you know, do things that other people might not be able to accomplish physically and they have a pretty good strong skeletal system in general and so because of that they just tend to be the kind of they just keep plodding along like no matter what life hits them with they're strong they're strong mentally emotionally physically right and sometimes spiritually spiritually is where they they struggle sometimes with being strong in. So they can, in some cases, come across as like inflexible and stubborn, especially if they're feeling kind of uncomfortable or incongruent in that moment with their own like core values and truths. So this fixed state is also seen right in how the diseases that Aquarians tend to have more commonly than others, they tend to be more fixed in their body. And they tend to be like deep rooted, like they're fixed really deep inside and so because of this this means now that we know this we could work on really finding the cause and fixing it easier if i see there's a lot of aquarian influence in a chart or i have a person who's like a native aquarius who has maybe a double aquarius in their top three especially then i'm like oh yep a lot of these stuff is probably <laughs> due to that aquarian influence and stuff something is trapped somewhere something's not moving as it should there's some kind of stagnation there's some kind of fixed issue and these can be chronic that we need to work on helping the body move out of right so element as it's already mentioned <laughs> several times now aquarius is an air sign and we see that air sign correspondence in how aquarius is expressed like outwardly especially in their thinking they tend to be very linear they have scientific minds and many can come across as disconnected from the emotional realm um think like spock in star trek right uh, he actually had emotions he just didn't wait he wasn't good at expressing them outwardly because they were trained very much to be more on the intellectual side of things and not the emotional side of things and that's very much what aquarius struggles with is being that intellectual side but then also having to have that emotional side sometimes expressed outwardly so they don't they don't always approve of that like emotional displays for themselves uh, many are actually very emotional beings. They just don't want to show it off to anyone, right? Um, you will see it in the work they are passionate about, though. These are the kind that if you pay close enough attention to these people and you start talking to them and they, you get them on one of like their topics of interest or the work that they do that they are just 1000% passionate about, you will see that emotion come out. They will get heated if you, you know, if people are trying to change their minds about that, they will light up when they're talking about it. They could go on for hours. They're very emotional. They're just not emotional in the way that other people sometimes feel they should be. This sign absolutely though, absolutely like 1000% detests being told what to do, feeling restricted or held back from pursuing what they want to do. They do not do well at all if they have that happen and they hate conforming to societal norms. They do not want to behave or look or be like anybody else in society. And freedom is one of their highest virtues. Like one of the highest virtues that they have and they do much better in roles in work where they can do like their own thing right they do much much better like that all right the ruler Aquarius is a duly ruled sign, as we mentioned before. It's ruled by Saturn in ancient astrology because they didn't know about Uranus at the time. And then it's ruled by Uranus in the more modern astrology. And this seems like a conflicting association, right? Because Saturn rules boundaries and our personal limitations, whereas Uranus is like the rebel planet. It, it rules extremes. It rules the electrical system of the body and the force that comes from that electrical system. And it really kind of represents like the individual breaking free of their like social conditionings and 
all of that stuff that's placed on us, right? And we really see both of these, though, embodied in, in Native Aquarians. They tend to be rebels and activists. So many activists that are, like, that's, like, the thing that they're passionate about, and they're out there all the time for whatever cause is near and dear to their heart. If you look at their charts, they're either a Native Aquarius or they have a high Aquarian influence in their chart, and that's very much, you see that. And they're always pushing against conforming to what societal expectation, expectations say that they should be doing, right? But also, they really need to integrate boundaries and know their own personal limitations. Like, it's nothing wrong with being an activist, for sure. It's great. We need those people. But knowing their own personal limits and how much, you know, activism they can do based on how much personal time they need to themselves and to kind of get away from something like that can be heavy work, right? It's very emotionally taxing sometimes. Um, and it's just, it's very draining mentally, physically, emotionally, and even spiritually, depending on what, you know, fit cause they've taken up. And so learning those personal boundaries of, yes, I can still care for this cause, but also, you know, rest when I need it, they're not mutually exclusive, is very important and imperative for Native Aquarians to learn. So we see in this two-planet association that they really need to harmonize, like, discipline, limitations, and traditions in with their own personal freedom and being an individual. So they're really here to honor the old and embrace the new and teach all of us as society how to do that same thing. So you can honor the old traditions and still not want to follow them all the time, right? You can create your own traditions while still giving honor and homage to some of the older traditions or mixing them together, blending them into new. So they're really here to kind of like knock the collective upside the head and be like, do we really need to keep doing things this old way? Can we just honor that? Hey, yeah, we used to do it like that and that was great, but now let's move on and start something new, right? Freedom is like just really 100% like what they love though. It's very, very much an Aquarius thing to be self-employed or like, like us live in a van down by the river, <laughs> doing their own job, whatever they want, traveling around the country, at, you know, doing their activist work, like living a life that just seems really weird to a lot of other people perhaps. So Aquarius in the body rules the lower legs, specifically the ankles and the calves. It rules the, co-rules the nervous system to an extent with like Gemini and, and Sagittarius. And it's not a huge association here. It has some association due to its association with Uranus. Um, the circulatory system in general with Leo. Leo officially rules like the arteries, the heart, and the arterioles, whereas Aquarius rules more the peripheral circulatory system, like the veins, the capillaries, and then it rules the overall oxygenation of the blood. Um, Venus specifically rules the veins, hence the name veins from Venus, but um, Aquarius and Leo are the two polar signs that are responsible overall for the functioning of the circulatory system in general. So in their high expression, let's talk about this because I, like I said, I love Aquarius uh, people. They are so great. And their high expression and is we actually see Aquarius is like the most evolved of the air signs. They are interested in intelligence for sure, but and all the air signs are, right? All the air signs are, are so interested in like learning information and getting information. Gemini is more interested in disseminating that information to other people. Like, hey, look what I learned today. Isn't that so cool? And getting other people to get knowledge through how they share it, right? And typically that tends to be a verbal sharing because they tend to be very verbally minded individuals due to their association with the lungs. And then you have Libra, which wants everybody to be like emotionally intelligent and uh, intelligent in how they maintain their relationships, right? That intelligence that they learn, that knowledge they want to know, it speaks more to that, like the relationship side of things. Whereas Aquarius wants the intelligence to be more of like the type of intelligence we see with people 
who are kind of like on the genius level where they know what they know and they've really learned it well, but they don't always have an easy time disseminating it in a way that's easy for other people to understand. They're really smart. They're genius level many times. They're the scientists. They're the, you know, the physicists, all that stuff. But they have a hard time sometimes getting that information out in a way that's like down to earth for other people. If that makes sense. <clears throat> they are really more interested in the highest highest expression of the mind. So Aquarius is really in there in the high expression, always seeking to push the limits. They want to like lead the way into new ways of being. They want to explore outside the box, right? They're independent. They're liberal, scientific, very unique. And liberal does not mean like the political party liberal. It just means they're liberal in their way of being and how they live. They're, you know, again, the advancing at a faster rate than the rest of society sometimes in their evolutionary process they and their way of thinking mainly they are the revolutionaries of their time for society as a whole not just for themselves independence and freedom for everybody is their ultimate goal as an Aquarius yes they want personal freedom but they also want everybody else to have freedom too right they it's their highest virtue they will not be held back from attaining that especially in their minds an Aquarian will be very much, well, you might be able to control my body, but you'll never be able to control my mind. I will always have that freedom in my mind, right? So that's just very much an Aquarian thing. They see things from a different perspective, and they understand how to implement these in a tangible reality. So they are very, very capable of affecting change in others and society and as a whole. Um, in their low expression we see Aquarians having a tendency to be really overly rational and emotionally detached, which makes them really confused by and lacking the understanding of the language of feelings and emotions. So they can then become very distant, remote, cold, and appearing to really be detached to like the present. These low expression Aquarians really need to learn how to feel love and not just think about love. Right. They tend to get very caught up in their minds, very spacey, very much in that intellectual side of things. And they forget to integrate that emotional side of their being as well. Right. Because no matter what, we're all emotional beings as well as intellectual beings. And learning to balance those two can be um, something a low expression Aquarius really struggles with. Um, they're very committed to their visions and life purpose and they get so focused on that and like progressing there that they kind of leave other people like far behind them. And this can be like mentally, emotionally, and even physically leave them far behind. Um, especially if they do not share the same values as that low expression Aquarius, they get kind of all hoity toity and high and mighty in their low expression sometimes that their way of doing things is the only way and it's the best way. And nobody else's way is ever going to work right so they do become in their low expression very stubborn and flexible and really hard to move around things that are often seem quirky to other people like they have really weird things to other people right now to them it's not weird at all and it's probably not actually weird if you think about it but to other people it comes across as like really quirky in how they are stubborn about things and what things they're stubborn about, right? And this really happens when their dreams and ideals are squashed, stepped on, or diminished by people that are very important to them in their lives. So you see a lot of low expression um, Aquarians who had a lot of like childhood trauma or a person that was important to them in their childhood who really <clears throat> was not a person who was okay with them being that idealist and that person who was going to enact change, who was going to go change the world, who wanted that freedom, who didn't want to be held back from things, who was really super fucking smart, but also an activist, right? And so they get that squished. And when they believe that those dreams are not something they can go after and they don't step up to fulfill the purpose that they were shown that they need to do, they end up starting to conform to the conventional world that they then start actually really hating, right? And then they submit to the forces of cultural and societal norms. They lose themselves. They feel alienated, like something is missing, which it is because they are missing that knowledge of themselves at their core. 
And then this leads to them becoming aloof and distant to some, and on the extreme end, very cruel, demanding, and critical to other people. So in their low expression, they can definitely struggle with living too much in their mind and not enough in their emotions, and also really not living in congruency with who they really are and missing, feel like they're missing something, and that can lead to, you know, them in turn not doing what they're really want to do, which is be an activist and stand up for other people. And they lose that ability to stand up for themselves, which in turn, they lose that ability to stand up for others. And it kind of makes them not nice people to be around sometimes. So definitely, if you feel like you're stuck there, the easiest way to get out of it is to be more into your Leo side, right? So by leaning more into your Leo, which is your opposite polar sign, if you're an Aquarius, you can learn more about how to really care for yourself. And then in turn, learning to care for yourself and loving yourself will allow you to express that love out to others as well. Leo is all about self-love, all about expressing themselves to others, loving others for who they are, all about that. And so learning to lean into that and really working on your self-image and how you feel about yourself is going to really help get you out of that low expression and in turn get you back to really remembering those dreams that you had and be able to accomplish them and then start feeling like you're living in more congruency, which will have everything else fall into place, right? Common health concerns that I see here. Many, many of the common health concerns I see with native Aquarians or a strong Aquarian energy in the chart really start with like a root in coldness and like an overall deficiency somewhere. This can be an overall deficiency of like warmth in the body. Like many native Aquarians are just very cold all the time. Their hands are cold all the time. Their feet are cold all the time. And I mean, like, not just like they feel cold to the person, they feel cold to other people who like touch them as well. Like they're just, they're constantly cold. There's just like a dampness and a coldness that just gets into their body and refuses to leave sometimes. And when you have that coldness, things don't work as they should, right? The circulatory system doesn't work as well when you're cold all the time as it does when you're warm. And so this can lead to a lot of like anemia, um, cold extremities, like I was mentioning already due to like that poor peripheral circulation. It can lead to edema, which is swelling, especially in the lower legs, which Aquarius rules. And it can lead to low digestive fire, which is what was referred to in Ayurveda as Agni. So it can lead to low Agni. And low Agni is not great because Agni is what is needed to help your body process and digest the food that you're eating in such a way that you actually are then able to extract properly all the nutrients that your body needs and then absorb them in the proper amounts that your body needs so then you can then take them through the circulatory system to all the different body systems that need said nutrients, right? And when you're cold and constantly and your circulatory system is poor and it's not moving as it should and you're not digesting the food as well because your digestive fire is not as hot as it should be then you can see here where we can get a deficiency of all kinds of things right we get a deficiency of nutrients we can get a deficiency of warmth we can get a deficiency of getting blood to where it needs to go which can lead to other problems and so in this placement in a high Aquarian placement or a native Aquarian placement, especially if it's a sun or a moon placement over like, let's say a rising um, placement in their top three, I really see that there's a lot of like mineral deficiencies and nutrient deficiencies in general that leads to issues. I often see low blood pressure as well as like some weak heart issues. So they tend toward edema in the legs because a lot of times their pump, right? Our heart is the pump of the circulatory system, isn't working at its best. It's struggling to keep up with the demands on it and the functions that it needs to do. And this is really due to like that Saturnian influence of like cooling things down, restricting the blood flow, but also because of low sodium, which is where the low blood pressure comes in. Aquarius has a general rule over sodium in the nutrient, you know, mineral world. And so many Aquarians are so low in salt and salt is needed (laughs) and sodium um, are needed for so many things in the body, like so many things. One of those is, you know, you're keeping your blood pressure up, right? 
and to a normal degree it's helping to get water in and out of cells it's helping i mean the electrical system in your heart to work properly like you need you need sodium for so much and that many native aquarians that i have talked to are really low in salt for whatever reason they're chronically low so increasing um sodium in their uh diet the better types of sodium so mineral rich salt is the best way to get it that iodized table salt's crap throw it out use celtic sea salt gray salt real salt which is a name brand of salt here in the u.s that is a mineral salt that's mined here in the u.s and then pink himalayan salt is the last one that you should be trying they um celtic and gray are the best two so start there real salt is the next best one and then pink himalayan is the lowest unless it has the lowest mineral content on top of the sodium that's the only reason it's still better than the iodized table salt but it is the lowest of the better salts for you so make sure you're getting plenty of that in your diet if you if you are a native aquarius or have a lot of aquarian energy and you struggle with low blood pressure a lot of times that can be why your body's not hanging on to the sodium as it should i also see a lot of mental exhaustion here that really presents in the nerves and the musculoskeletal system with a lot of like tension spasms pain anxiety nervousness and an increased sensitivity to like being touched like being touched like physically causes pain and again that's from that uranus influence and again a lot of that is caused by low sodium low sodium leads to tension and cramps and spasms and can lead to anxiety and nervousness and all kinds of things when you don't have enough sodium because you're not hanging on to enough water your brain's getting dehydrated your heart's not working right your muscles start spasming because they need potassium and magnesium and sodium and calcium to work properly and when sodium is low that can throw off the balance of the other uh, minerals as well sometimes. So overall, I see that a lot of the health problems caused to Aquarians is being cold all the time and not having enough sodium in their bodies. And when you have more sodium too, you do tend to potentially be warmer as well because things are working better, right? So I can help increase some of that uh, heat that's needed to warm them up. Um, so herbs that are ruled by Aquarius. The first one we have is horsetail. It's uh, classically ruled by Saturn, and as such, it is really high in mineral content, especially silica. It has up to, um, depending on what study you're reading, up to a 35% silica content in this herb. So it is absolutely fantastic for Aquarians because they tend to be really low in mineral content. If you have thin hair, skin, thin skin, thin nails, or connective tissue issues, as and you have a strong Aquarius in your chart or your native Aquarius, horsetail can be really useful in helping your body to change that because it can infuse a whole bunch of the minerals that your body is needing. So drinking a horsetail infusion daily would not be a bad idea if you are a native Aquarian. Also, when one it tends to be very anxious and nervous, like constantly, and no matter what you've tried, it doesn't seem to go away, a silica deficiency can actually be one of the root causes that's really going on. And if you have that Aquarian influence or your native Aquarian, that's a very high possibility for you. And so drinking this will actually help with that and get you feeling much better. Then we have elder. This is where we get elderberry from. So the elder um, herb is actually closer to like a big bushy kind of like tree almost. Um, and we use the flowers, which in that case would be the elder flowers. And we use the berries of the tree, which is where we get elderberry like syrup from. So you can use the flowers, you can use the leaves, and you can use the berries of the elder plant. The elder leaves and fl and flowers are more um, useful for like helping your body when you're having a fever to help it go through the stages more appropriately and keep the fever from raging out of control. And it also helps with just um, overall as a diaphoretic quality. So it really helps with. Um, increasing the circulation to the periphery, which in turn helps, you know, 
the overall circulation. It helps warm things up. Elderberry in general is more of a specific for helping your body's immune system when it's struggling, especially during cold and flu season. And so it's also a Saturn influence plant. It has some correspondences to Mars because of that diaphoretic quality where it helps bring blood to the surface and keep the body cool, which Mars is very hot. So cooling is a good thing for them usually, which is why it helps with fever so well. But also that warming up of things is a very Mars quality, which we kind of need when we have a Saturn influenced sign as one of our top three or have a strong influence. And some even say it has some correspondences to Pluto. I don't know how true I would believe that is. Pluto, um, maybe because Pluto is really like an ice planet, right? So far from the sun, it's basically just a ball of ice. So I can see why that warming quality, some might say it has like an antipathetic effect on a Plutonian influence so i can see that i just don't know how much i agree with that what do you think let me know um, and then the last one that i wanted to mention was go to cola this is a really fantastic herb that helps with the mind and the memory and all of that um, it's actually mainly ruled by mercury since it really helps aid the body in like achieving mental clarity and it increases perception and that's what mercury is all about right but in this use when we use it for our native aquarians we use it as a connective tissue tonic so it helps strengthen and build cartilage tendons and ligaments and it helps your body build that way of communicating back up, right? It helps build the communication between the nervous system and the muscles so that things are working properly and you can do the movement that your body needs. So it has a communication aspect, just not the kind that we usually think of when we think of communication. So I see the Aquarius influence and that's why you mentioned it. So, holistic ways to prevent and manage health concerns. One of the top things that you can do if you are a native Aquarius is sleep with the window open. I don't care what the weather is like outside. And honestly, you might already do this because many, many native Aquarians cannot sleep well or sleep at all if they do not have a window open. <laughs> like, they need oxygen and they need lots of it and without it their vital force starts dwindling right so without it y'all just suffer so get outside frequently sleep with the window open it's one of the best things that you can really do for your body lymphatic massage is a great idea here to help keep the lymph system happy and healthy as well as even helping the circulatory system the peripheral circulatory system in general um in specific because it's uh when you get a lymphatic massage, it really works like right where all of the capillaries and stuff are and helps promote bringing blood flow to that area. So it helps clear the lymph system, which gets a little sluggish in Aquarius and will make you feel better overall when it's cleared out, but also helps with the periphery um, of all the circulatory system. So that will also help warm you up a little bit too. Anemia is very common here for native Aquarians. I see so many native Aquariums that are anemic and it's not always iron deficiency anemia. There's different kinds of anemia. Iron deficiency is the one we usually hear about the most. So everybody automatically assumes that I have anemia. That means my iron is low. And in Aquarius cases, that's not always the case. Um, a lot of times it's not because their iron levels are low. It's because other levels are low. You can actually have a different type of anemia called pernicious anemia, which is literally caused by low vitamin B12 and which is, uh, needed to help your body produce red blood cells so you can have anemia because your red blood cell count is low not necessarily because your iron level is low so there's different ways but i see that common in uh aquarians is anemia so getting blood tests and getting your blood checked frequently especially if you start having the signs and symptoms of anemia which is severe fatigue being tired all the time for no reason which is kind of like on the same vein um getting exhausted easily when you do do things, having brain fog, not being able to concentrate on things, just feeling just overall kind of icky all the time and like you just wanna stay in bed. Honestly, sometimes it comes across like depression 
and the fact that like you find it hard to get up out of bed right or go do anything because you're exhausted not necessarily because you're depressed but a lot of people would think oh it's because I'm depressed and it might not be you might just be severely anemic and you need to go get it checked out so definitely 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 if you feel like that as a native aquarian please go get some blood work done and make sure you request like vitamin panels as well because when they check for anemia typically the only thing they're going to do is run your iron levels and if your iron levels are fine they're going to tell you that you're crazy and let me tell you that if you're feeling that way you know your body you're not crazy something's going on push for more blood work y'all so it never hurts to increase your iron intake, though, as a native Aquarian, right? And your B vitamin intake as well, um, specifically B12. But you need all the B vitamins together because they all work off of each other and they work better when you take them together. So a like super B complex is best because that has all of the B vitamins. A regular B complex only has like four to six, depending on which brand you get. And you really want all of them. So a super B complex is best because that usually contains all of them, or at least the vast majority. Um, and iron, you can get through your food. And if you can't get enough through your food, you can take a supplement that you can find over the counter in most drugstores in the US at least. Um, it's a liquid one, it's called Floridix. It is great, y'all. Tastes like shite, I'm just gonna tell you that. You're gonna probably hate me if you go and take it. And you're gonna be like, what the fuck was that IR on about? But let me tell you, it tastes like shite, yes, but it works. I took that for so many years because I struggle, my body struggles with that as well, um, especially during the time when my endometriosis was really raging out of control because I was bleeding so heavily. Mine was an iron deficiency anemia because I was literally just bleeding constantly. And so that led to, you know, not having enough. And that Floridix literally all saved my life. So and it does not cause constipation like so many iron supplements do. So highly recommend you would take 15 milliliters once to twice a day, depending on how you feel your body is feeling, right? Sunshine, 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 sunshine. I cannot say this enough for pretty much every single zodiac sign, but especially those in the winter signs. So Capricorn, Aquarius, and Pisces need to get out in the fucking sun, y'all. Go outside. Everybody needs the sun. We all need the sun. The hormones of our body are regulated by the sun. And the more sun exposure we get, the better our hormones are regulated, the better we feel, the more vital force that we have, the overall health and vitality and like quality of life that we have so outside in the sun and as a and if someone who's always cold and hates the winter if you live in an area where you get lots of snow i am sorry i know it sucks but you still got to try to find some time to get outside and get that sun you don't have to necessarily get the sun on your skin so bundle up but definitely let to make sure that it gets in your you know, that your eyes are uptaking that sun. So don't put any sunglasses on, at least for the first 10 minutes. Don't put a hat to cover your eyes. Just go outside and walk around for at least 10 minutes in the morning and 10 minutes in the evening. Get that sunshine. Because you're chronically low on a lot of the vitamins and minerals that um, your body needs to function best. And sunshine helps with those. Um, walking is a great daily movement for Aquarians because it helps prevent the buildup of the fluid in the ankles and it keeps the circulatory system moving as it should on the periphery. And the more you walk, the more likely you are to not be cold all the time. Poor absorption of vitamins and sometimes minerals, especially sodium, as we talked about, is really common here, especially the sun-ruled vitamins and minerals, which are vitamin A, vitamin D, magnesium, and iodine. So making sure you're getting plenty of those in your diet is important as well. And sunshine helps with the vitamin D because when you go outside and you get the sunshine, your liver then uses that sunshine to convert cholesterol to vitamin D. So if you're struggling with cholesterol levels, you may just need some more sunshine time so that your body can convert those cholesterol that it is excreting. Instead of excreting as cholesterol, it can change it into vitamin D. So making sure that you get plenty of sunshine time is good for a lot of other reasons too. Quiet time in nature is essential here for Aquarians with all of the stuff going on in your head all the time you need a place to clear your mind nature is really good for you to do that get out somewhere by yourself in nature sit on the ground listen to the trees the the wind the you know sounds of all the wildlife and just really let nature clear your mind 
if you especially if you feel like you're getting stuck in your mind all the time and you're having a hard time moving out of that you're feeling like you're maybe moving into your low expression it might be time to just go get like some forest bathing literally forest bathing is fantastic for native aquarians um, as far as like foods go to help um, with some of these issues, beets, raisins, seaweeds, and sesame seeds are all really good foods here for Aquarians because they help um, build up stores in the blood as well as being like a blood tonic in general. So they just help your whole circulatory system in general. And like we said, that always could use some help there. And warm up your body with also using lots of spices, peppers, onions, garlic, ginger, and cinnamon in your cooking. So like, you know, Indian food and curry is really, really good for you. And I cannot stress enough how wonderful that food is. So you should enjoy it in your life more. And it will help with so many different things. All right, then I think that's pretty much it. Overall, Aquarius is a sign that is a much needed balance in the zodiac, right? It brings together the intellectual and the intuitive for a well-rounded individual that wants to help the greater good and change the world. And I just say that's a great thing to have because we need that, right? We need those people that are willing to put themselves out there and be the voice of change, especially for marginalized communities that maybe don't have the support that they need for whatever is happening in them. And that's where a lot of Aquarians tend to just shine is in helping others get the voice that they need. So I hope this helps anyone who is a native Aquarian. And if you really want to know more, or if you have some specific health problems going on that it didn't sound like we're covered in today, please reach out. Let's sign you up for a medical astrology reading, get things figured out, help you dial in a plan and help you get feeling better. Prices are going up on 11.5 when the rebranding comes out. So getting in now for a reading is best if you want to save yourself some money and still get the same great service that I always provide. So I will talk to you guys later. I am so excited about this rebrand coming up and I can't wait for you to hear that episode where I'm detailing everything that's coming. Um, again, if you haven't already, sign up for my newsletter because that will give you all the stuff in advance. I will talk to you guys later. Love and light. That's it for another great episode of The Herbal Iyer. Tune in next week for more valuable content with your host, Iyer Atla.